Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fish Bro Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Jimsy Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Hey, well, this is uh, Jamie. Fr- Jamie, welcome to the Jamie and Jimsy Show right here on Fishbowl Radio. Uh, my name is Jamie. It, it's December the 20th, 2022. Unusual day here, guys. Uh, we're still on. We're here. And we're live in the flesh. Welcome. All right. So, I, I don't understand this game, right? I don't understand this game at Dallas versus Jacksonville, right? We got to stop making excuses for, for, for these players, man. We got to stop babying these players. I'm sorry, bro. When you get to, when you get professional, somewhere professional, right? You are accountable for your own actions. Plain and simple. There's no technique. There's no, um, there's no excuses. You're there for your own actions. Only the great players say, you know what? That was on me. We can do, that's on me. I can do better. So this game, right? Dak Prescott went 23 for 30 for 256 yards, three touchdowns and two interceptions. Key word, two interceptions. Those were key. I'm blaming him on the one. He, he, he I mean, I'm, I'm, one, I'm protecting this guy because this guy is, is way better than all, all the quarterbacks. Well, not, I'm not going to say all the quarterbacks in the league. I'm going to say better than Romo. I would say that. Okay? Thank you. Now, I'm tired of people blaming Romo for this game. Romo didn't play defense. Romo Romo doesn't play cornerback. Romo is a – I'm sorry. Prescott doesn't play defense. Prescott is not a cornerback. Prescott is the quarterback of this team. And just because he throws two crucial interceptions, you're going to blame him on that? He put in the stats. He gave you the position to win. Now, granted, those interceptions – were on him. Oh, the first one was on him. The second one was not. Your receivers need to come up with those catches. The second one. I'm tired of people going on on social media blaming Dak for this game. Dak is the best quarterback we have going for us. You can't call Cooper Rush because he's always going to the same mojo crap. That team is not built for to score 30 points. They're not. We are. How the hell we give up 40, point, 40 points, I'm sorry, 34 points to Jacksonville? They have nothing. I mean, now people are saying, well, we need Cooper Rush to run the offense. Cooper Rush is not going to give you 30 points a game. Cooper Rush is not giving you the same stats as Dak put, puts on there. Stop blaming Dak for everything. Now, granted, I want to bring Gabe in. <laughs> now... <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that today. <laughs> well, I'm feeling this. So, uh, uh, it's just, it's just the game. The game got me fed up. Now, I can go many, many uh, avenues in this blame game. Game. Mm-hmm. I'm blaming the. I'm blaming the players. I am too. I mean, I, I just want your thoughts, man. I honestly think that our defense lost this game. Yeah. Um, yes. Offense put us in a position to win twenty-seven yes. to ten. Yes. Going into the fourth quarter. Yes. 
and then all hell breaks loose. Yes. So, I, this is the game where I really felt the loss of Anthony Brown yeah. more than ever. Oh, huge, huge, um, huge. I didn't. I maybe I didn't respect Anthony Brown until we didn't have him no more. I guess that's how things work, you know. Right. <laughs> but um, it's just one of those things to me where it was very evident and very clear that right. We're not built to win. We're really not. not. And I'm, I hate, I got to be honest about we're it. Not, we're not. We're not. Um, we're not built to win in, in, in any year. So we're not. We're built to go to the playoffs every year, which is yeah. exciting. And people forget that we lost the game. We yeah. lost the game. And then seven hours later, later, someone's posting, okay, we're going to the postseason. We should be happy. We should, we should forget about it. We can't forget about this crap. And the thing about it. If we if we're not careful, we could lose out and end up having to play San Francisco first, dude. I, 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 and I that's not a problem that, that you want. I don't want to think about that. That that that, that is that, that is the worst thing that that, that has ever happened. <laughs> Playing against a team that's hot. Playing yeah. against a, team, a quarterback that was taken last in the draft this past draft. Yeah. And now you got to go against uh, potentially. You mm. got to go up against him. Why they're hot. Uh, again, like I said last week, I said if Carolina, Atlanta, or Tampa Bay, I'm sorry, let me say this. Let me get Tampa Bay out of this. If Carolina or Atlanta win that division, okay, mm-hmm. I said Carolina is going to beat Dallas. Why? Because of momentum. They're going to win their last three games, and they're going to face Dallas in Carolina, Carolina's going to beat them. I actually completely disagree with that. <laughs> but <laughs> I do understand your point because yes. there is something to be said yes. for how you get into the postseason and how yes. you – the momentum that you have going into You have it. to build it. Like, you can't back your way into the postseason. It's you not can. how that works. You You're going to lose, like, first round, guaranteed. Like – and so I got to be honest, like all of the people are right. All the haters are right. I understand. They're right. And they've been right for years. And so as a fan, it's irritating as hell to witness on a yearly basis. Like we go through this every single year, every year. We got a great got first half of the season. Then we have some moments where it's like, all right, those are red flags, but we still in good position. We still doing great. And then here comes December. Mm-hmm. And now all hell breaks loose in December. It's the, it's the same pattern. It never fails, and we always fall for it. I'm a victim of falling for it this year because I really <laughs> genuinely did think that we had something, but then we lose Leighton Van Ash in the first half. Yeah, that's that's a big um, loss. That was a big I, loss that people don't loss. talk about. We that's lost Anthony Brown the week before. Uh, he won't um, be back to 2024. Exactly. So he's out for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost Terrence Steele for the season. Like uh, we have. Oh, oh yeah, we did. We've been beat up. Right. We're beat up now. We're at the stage in the game where we're literally mm-hmm. beat up. All of our momentum was in the earlier part of the season. It's shifted. It's, long, it's, it's gone. Yeah, it's, 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 gone. it's gone. It's literally gone. And you need that spark, and I think maybe T.Y. Hilton can be that. You know, you need, on some one side of the ball or another. Like, right. you got to have that energy level boosted. Because right now, it looks very, very bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to just be honest. <laughs> yeah, it, does. it doesn't look like it's going to end good. Like, I don't think we're disciplined enough to win. We no. can't play with a lead. No. We get really, really relaxed mm-hmm. once we get up by two touchdowns. Right. 
conservative. Uh, we get conservative. conservative we were yeah. up two touchdowns. Better yet, we were up by what twenty-seven ten. Yeah, and we 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 literally threw the game away. We blown two double-digit leads this season, maybe more. Ridiculous, bro. Green Bay, and now this game. It just seems that we shouldn't be blowing leads to. And so I do agree to an extent with Skip Bayless. He said um, that the Cowboys have probably been looking forward to the Philly game since we got into this little stretch, you know, because we had a lot of mediocre to bad teams Philly, that we were but, playing against. But Philly, but Philly has been doing their business. Philly, yeah. Philly is on a winning streak. I don't know what, how long the winning streak is, yeah. but they've been on a winning streak, and they've been taking care of business. Like, yeah. why are we overlooking teams like Houston and Jacksonville? We shouldn't be looking over yeah. those teams. And we I should agree. Be focusing on Houston and then focus on Jacksonville because you know why? Because me and you, we had a conversation last week off air. I, I told you, I, I convinced you to be worried. I said, you have to be worried. You were like, nah. Now, and, uh, two hours later, you were worried. I convinced you to be worried. We were both worried. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? They, they might as well beat us. They're going to beat us because we're inconsistent. Yeah. We are inconsistent from on both ends of the ball. And watch what happens on Christmas Eve, though. Yeah. You're going to see a totally different team because that's their Super Bowl. Beating Philly would be the Super Bowl for the Cowboys. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> you know how this team operates. That's and true. then now everybody's hopes going to be up like, yeah, we got a chance. No, we don't. We don't have a chance. And Jalen Hurts may not even play. He's going so, to play because they already clinched the division. They already clinched. They, they already got to play all the division. They're really playing for the number one seed right now. And they, they two have games, the number one seed. they two games above Minnesota for the number one seed. They would literally have to lose out, basically. Bro. Which is not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So, no. they, they, they good. I would sit Hurts. I would sit all of them players and let us have it. Let us go crazy. Unbelievable, bro. I mean, you might be right. And then they're, and they're still going to beat us. What's going to miss you? Going to miss you is the second quarterback. He's a backup to uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And so, even even him. Because they got so many weapons, he can – I mean, any quarterback in a Philadelphia uniform <laughs> could probably beat us because of the weapons that they have available. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's not a knock on Jalen Hurts because I no. do agree with Michael Parsons. That team is stacked. They are. That they team are. is they completely are. stacked from they top are. to bottom. Yeah. It's the perfect team. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the – it's going to be hard for somebody to beat them. They do have some weaknesses, but they're very minimal. <laughs> they are they're very much minimum, and I, and you know, and you know, I do think um, this is this is unbelievable, man. Um, I do think uh, it, the injury to to Jalen Hurts doesn't matter. It doesn't. it doesn't matter. It matters to them, but it doesn't matter to us. It shouldn't matter to us. Yeah, because we still got a game to play. Mm-hmm. And um, I do want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I have two questions, actually. Okay. Now, number one, what are you thinking about Kevin Joseph? Because I heard Barry Church on the postgame show. First say, of all, timeout. Work on <laughs> technique. Okay. Timeout. Yes. Barry Church should not be saying anything in regards he to cornerbacks. He should, he's a you, safety. Exactly. And he wasn't good. He was so. not. He got exposed. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, technique? You're Talking about taking at the at the later part of the season, dude. Most guys are 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 in position right now. Yeah, you're talking about technique, like dude. Stop. You have all the facilities in the metric legs to work on technique. 
You don't have to go to Al Harris to say, you know what, Al Harris, can you work on my technique? But at the same time, bro, like, you got to think, he's an NFL player. He's a professional. He is. Certain techniques, like, he doesn't have basic footwork technique. Like, he does not. He doesn't have the basic stuff. He does not. So, at the end of the day, he's not built for the NFL. And every time he... He's you can throw on him all day. There's so much space. On that uh, one touchdown to Jones. Zay Jones. Jay, Zay Are Jones. Are you talking about the deep one? Yes. The, the second one. Yes. He got cooked. God damn. Uh, he he got cooked. I ain't never seen nobody in the NFL get burnt like that. Right. In my life. That's high school defensive back <laughs> play. Like, honestly, I'm not even joking. Like, yeah. he got towed up. Mm-hmm. From the flow up. <laughs> like, I, it was bad. It was horrible. It was He's really probably one of the worst defensive backs I've ever seen in life in the NFL. Yes. He is the worst. And for you to make it to the NFL, you have to have some level of talent. So I don't yeah. want to completely disrespect him. But at the same time, the, on have, the NFL level, that is the one of the, some I of the have, worst corner play I've ever seen. I have a question. So I have a question for Kelvin Joseph. Are you in or are you out? That's what it is. Are you in or are you out? Like, dude, if you're in, then you have to invest yourself and say, you know what? I got to work on this. I got to work on that. I got to be, I got to take my event. I got to take advantage of the opportunity. If you're out, give us your jersey. Give I'm, us your jersey. I'm going to be honest, too. Like, I don't think there's enough work in the world that you could do at this stage in the game. Because I, I watched, I played the position. Like, yes. what, I know what they what, teach what in, they, in what high school. What is the first thing they t- teach you, though? Is hip movement, arm hand placement. Yes. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot of different things that go into it. Right. But I really oh god, footwork horrible. Yeah. Like you giving so much room off of the off of the ball. You playing so far off of the ball, and then you still get burnt like that. How do you play you five ten yards off the ball and still get burnt like that? Make it make sense. Make I mean, it make sense. Have, you have, I mean, you and that comes in the off season work. You have to work in the off season. That, Some of it is literally the just off season till the uh, till the practices that they go during the week. And there's certain things that are just intangibles, though. Yeah, that he doesn't possess. Right. You can clearly see that he doesn't possess. There's it. no commitment. He, he's not committed. That's why. He, that's why I ask: Are you in or are you out? If if you ain't, got to be committed. If you're out, somebody else will take your place. There's a lot of pl- players, um, in, 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 uh, not only in, in the NFL, in the AFL, can take your spot. Yeah. In 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 amount of time. Yeah. They're saying, okay, well, well, maybe I can mean this jersey. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys have to see it at some point. And they I'm gonna can't tell continue you, to baby this kid. Kelvin Joseph, he might be better at nickel. I would. I would lean towards moving him from right. outside corner to nickel. I want to get him with Bland on the outside. I would love to get him I, off I, the field I, too, I, yeah, but I, we're short-handed. So the real the reality is this: you got to find a way to make this kid work. You got to find teams. a way to make it work. Special teams, or better yet, technique. At the In end of the season, day, In off it, season, he's gonna have to play. You know that, and I know that. You know how thin we are at corner. We are, but dude, but you already know we don't have a. Got to be invested. That's how do you know? Like, like what invested. tells you that he's not invested, though? That's how, okay. Like what you talked about, what you point out, like when you got to open your hips, and, and when you and if you're playing five or ten yards off the ball, that shows me you're not committed. Well, I'm gonna tell you when it comes to com- there's certain things that is talent levels. Yes, right? I don't think it's a commitment issue with him. 
Okay. I think it's more of his level of ability. Like, he, who knows what he, I mean, I, I haven't heard no drama with him this year. I haven't heard nothing that comes from Calvin Joseph this year. He's trying to keep it low. And I so understand. I, 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 that tells me that there is a level of commitment there because that's not who he is. That's right. awesome. In fact, we know, we, <laughs> we know Kelvin Joseph. Like, we know how he normally operates. Right. So for him to shut it down and say, look, I'm, I'm here. Mm. I'm doing my thing. Right. That's a level of commitment. Okay. There's certain, there's something to be said for your level of gift, though. Mm. Right. He is not a gifted defensive you back. Got, but you got to take advantage of your opportunities. So. You do have to work. You, you got to take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah. You got to. I agree. I just want people to stop babying, babying him. Period. I just want him to stop. I just want him to stop. I want him to be held accountable. You know what I'm saying? I want him to be held accountable. Stop babying this guy. So you think the Cowboys organization is babying him? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And what Absolutely. has he accomplished for them to do that? Okay. Because I want him to take it to the chin, right? I want him to say, not not Kelvin Joseph. I want Dan Quinn or somebody else to say, or Mike McCartney to say, when they ask a question about Kelvin Joseph, I want them both of them to say, you know what? Um, we're going to handle it in, in house, and that's if that's if punishing him on the on, in practice, mm-hmm. okay, or or taking him out the game, which they did. They did, but it was too late. You gave up it two was. touchdowns. <laughs> you gave up two touchdowns to Zay Jones. We don't know Zay Jones. I'd rather you give to, give up two touchdowns to Evan Ingram. I'd rather give him that. I'd rather have, have him two touchdowns than say Zay Jones. Zay Jones is nothing to, on that team. Well, he's the number one receiver. Well, Mama <laughs> Jones is junior. Oh, that's the other. Okay. Yeah, that's a, he, he's a veteran. Oh, a veteran. Right. But I understand but what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, But I want those guys to be honest, man. I want them to stop lying to us and say, stop, stop, stop. I want them to stop, okay? Be honest and say, you know what? We're going to handle it in, in-house. We're going to um, we're going to say you know what we're going to ask him the question are you in or are you out if you're in let's go to practice if you're out we're, we got to bring someone else in off the practice squad and we're going to take your place until you until you you prove yourself that you can play cornerback in this league and I think that's just the thing he can't he can't. Like, I'm I'm going to be honest. Like, there's nothing yeah. that shows me over the time of his career. I've been watching Kelvin Joseph a while, mm-hmm. even before he was on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He's not built for that. He's just not. He doesn't have it. Like, he's an athletic mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. But when he's – he reminds me so much of an early Byron Jones. Yeah. Um, as far as – like, Byron Jones just had much better technique, and yeah. then they were able to – on that mm-hmm. but like like I said the intangible things are just in you mm-hmm. naturally like right. that that want to mm-hmm. that I'm I'm gonna do everything in my power right. to make sure that my technique is right. the way it needs to be that's him that's on him it's and that's that's in here though that he he doesn't possess that so right. where's that gonna come from it, it's not regardless of what the coaches say regardless of how they handle him right. he has to have that and that's not necessarily a commitment thing. That's but an he, internal, he, intangible but that, thing. That, that's on him, though. Yeah, it is on him. That's on him. It's 100. I think we're in agreement. I think it's yeah. just the the how and where it comes from and the that's, why that's, is the that's, difference. That, that's that's yeah. saying, you know what? 
I'm I'm cornerback. I'm taking I'm taking position of Anthony Brown. I have to make cornerback plays. Yeah. And my other question would be Noah Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, they they kept T. T. Y. Hilton on the bench mm-hmm. for this game. Yeah. And and I understand that. Yeah. I'm not I mean, ready. He's only been in a week. Yeah, he's been in a week. W- would you make that same decision? Yeah. I would too. Yeah, I would. So I honestly like. I'm actually very high on Noah Brown. Mm-hmm. I know that was a a mistake, and that was a play that he should have made. Um, I, I, but I also blame that on Dak too because that wasn't a good ball. That was not a good ball. That was it was catchable, but it wasn't a good ball. And there's three defenders around, and but Dak makes a lot of those throws. That's my point. That's my problem he with does. Dak. Even when the, the throws are completed, he you're forcing it. throws where they don't need to be. Right. And that's why his interceptions. If someone read me a stat yesterday. He has eleven interceptions in like nine games. Exactly, and we're not supposed to blame Dak in any capacity for that. You know, it's not his fault. But people, it's not solely his fault for our loss because it's a team sport. But people are. But you know, the quarterback is always going to get the bulk of the blame, and they're going to get the bulk of the praise. Okay, so that comes with the position. That's any quarterback in the NFL. But so, why does Tom Brady don't get the blame of it? Because Tom Brady has. He has the Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers doesn't get it either. He has the certain covering. Tom Josh Brady Allen doesn't get it either. Tom Brady winning eight Super Bowls is his covering. But but and the reason Aaron why Rodgers doesn't get Aaron Rodgers won one one. Oh, now Josh Allen has not won any. But whenever there's listen. a loss, Josh Allen doesn't does get blamed. Listen, listen, listen. I'm listening. I'm sorry. They get blamed. The blame is just different, and we know why. Right. Oh, we know what it is. Of course. We know what it is. It ain't, it's nothing new. Right. And number one, nobody plays for an organization like the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. None of those quarterbacks you named. No. There's a certain pressure and there's a right. certain thing right. that comes with being the quarterback of the right. Dallas Cowboys, let alone a black quarterback of right. the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we got we get more pressure. We get yeah. more pressure than, than any other quarterback in the league. Yeah, Dak is going to be always the most hated quarterback in the NFL because we're the biggest organization in the NFL. You it's get, a shame. I mean, you're, you're right. Yeah, it's it's any quarterback that comes with that, mm-hmm. but it's different when you when you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Totally different experience. There. Okay. Like. Okay. So do I agree with it? No. But here's my thing about the the interception, the second one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm blaming. I actually, you know what? I'm going to blame Noah Brown. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a receiver in this league, you have to make difficult catches, whether it's yeah. behind you or like when it's down low. Yeah, uh, I am going to blame him. I'm also going to blame him for the after the game post. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think we live in an, in an era, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to take responsibility, and that's what's anything, mm-hmm. right? He goes on social media and says it's on me instead of going to the media and say, you know what? Um, it's on me. I apologize. That's 30 seconds. You're gone. That's it. Like, media people want your time. They want, they want like five minutes of it. I can, I can remember, I can remember the game against Bucks against the Buccaneers this past Sunday when they asked Giovanni Bernard a question. And Giovanni was like, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk to me all year. Mm-hmm. So, no, they haven't, so why, why, why does Noah Brown get to talk to the media this game? Versus the other games that he's been playing all year, he's been playing well. And, to and, be so, and so, I don't like. I, I don't. I definitely don't like the social media post. I was very upset that he he, he took that route. Like, dude, 
You don't have to apologize to us. We don't care. Okay? Now, passenger fans, Cowboys fans, like we are, mm-hmm. we care a little bit. We don't care about you apologizing on that play. Because there's, there's dude, you have, uh, what, six catches. There's so much stuff. Two touchdowns. Like, dog, there's so much stuff that happened before that play exactly. that – the defense, it's not on you. The defense the, gave up 500 yards. Nobody, Micah, my, Micah was nowhere to be found except in the second half. They neutralized him. And that's the thing about Micah, right? So if you, Philadelphia mastered this to a T. And ever since that game, yeah. it's been a bunch of teams doing the exact same thing. Now, it didn't always work. Right. It didn't always work the same way. Mm-hmm. Chicago did it. It mm-hmm. didn't. We outscored Chicago, but right. truthfully, we could have lost that game too. We could have. Um, even Indianapolis, like it's the same. If you notice, right. every time we're in these situations mm-hmm. on, defensively, yeah, it looks the same. Right. It looks exactly. They did a lot of mixing up of the plays. It's mm-hmm. a lot of RPOs. It's a lot of movement. Right. Right. It's a lot of running directly at him and having right. the blockers mm-hmm. wash him out the play. Yeah. It's a lot of that going exactly. on because you know that that is the centerpiece of our defense, and it happens to be a pass rusher. So when you that's embarrassing, though. It that's is. Embarrassing. It's embarrassing, that's but it's embarrassing, not his bro. fault because not, the rea- I'm not saying his yeah. Fault. The reality is we have to have other players step up. It can't just be. We haven't heard anything from. Uh, we haven't heard anything from. Um, uh, there's one other player that I want to talk about. There's a. We haven't heard anything from Dorrance Armstrong. He got hurt this He game. did get hurt. He did get hurt. Prior, before those games, we mm-hmm. haven't heard anything. Yeah. We haven't heard anything from Sam Williams. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard anything from Hankins, who got hurt, by the way. Yeah. We haven't heard from um, Gallimore. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard from Trayvon. We haven't heard from Bland, which, by the way, he, he's playing well. Yeah. I wish they moved him to corner. Um, we haven't heard from Wilson. So those guys there that I mentioned, we haven't heard from. Those are stars on defense. Exactly. And so, and thing, and Curse, we haven't heard from him either. Yeah. And I will say from a defensive back perspective, mm-hmm. not hearing from Trayvon is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> if Trayvon is quiet as a defensive back, that is a great we, thing. We haven't heard him since week one. Exactly. That's that's a long time. He's been he's had a great that's season. A long time. Trayvon has had a, the best coverage season that he's had since he's been They're in the league. They're not throwing his way. They're not, that's the thing. They're afraid of him. Right. Now, if they do throw his way, it's a double move mm-hmm. where he bites on it. Right. Which he's got to clean up. But he, he's gotta, he can. Well, I'm sorry, that's, week four. Week four. Sorry. Yeah. We can, we can clean that up. Mm-hmm. But I like mm-hmm. where Trayvon is right now because right. he's really having to cover the shit. Mm-hmm. And you, we haven't heard a peep from Trayvon. <laughs> Aside from occasional, like, miss, missteps, right. mishaps. Mm-hmm. It's been very. It's been a very, very good year for right. him. So I don't want that to go understated. Um, no. But the if you teams are figuring out that if you neutralize our defensive line, if you can neutralize our pass rush, you can beat us. Yeah, yeah. But there, That's it. There, a lot you run directly at them. Right. We don't have a run stopper in the middle. We don't have it. When Vander Esk is out, mm-hmm. who takes that spot? Uh, nobody. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a point. I mean, that's, that's exactly the truth. Yeah. Like you can bang on Anthony Barber, Anthony Barber. Like I said, I he's said, undersized. He, yeah, he's undersized, but but he's he's not fit for this defense. He's Anthony Barber's not fit for this defense. No, he's not. Like when I when I signed him, I was I was I was excited. 
But when I when I watched him over time, he's not built for this defense, though. Nah, not at all. Uh, he's not he's not a Layton, and I hope that Layton can not rush back. Yeah. In this game because it's he's already had injury. two neck injuries. So I don't know if he's even gonna come back. That's no, the probably thing. Probably not. Probably not. It, and, and he's the hardest one of our defense. Yeah. He makes every tackle. He calls. He's the play caller on defense. Yeah. I have noticed. Yeah. And so, um, so it's hard to replace. Mm-hmm. You can replace him with Sam Williams, but Sam Williams is too cocky for me. I'm not a Sam Williams fan either. I'm not either. I thought I thought he was going to be second coming of Michael Parsons, but he, 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 he is. That guy needs a reality check. He needs a reality check because he, he he's costing us penalties. Yeah, he's caught on special teams. Yeah, he's costing us, and so to me, he should. He to me, he needs a reality check. I, I'm not going to say he shouldn't be on the field. He needs a reality check, mm-hmm. and I hope it comes sooner rather than later. Later will be the off season. Sooner will be as soon as this game starts. I'm looking at. I'm looking forward to the off season. I'm gonna be honest. I can't wait because we're not going to the Super Bowl. Um, all that Super Bowl stuff y'all been talking, it's time to stop that. Um, <laughs> you know they're not going to stop. They're not. You know we're going we're gonna to beat Philly. I'm not going to say we're, we're not going to beat Philly. We're going to beat Tennessee and Washington, right? We're going to get to the postseason. The first game we play, it might be Tampa Bay or Atlanta. Probably Tampa Bay. Probably Tampa. We're yeah. going to play Tampa, Tampa and Tampa. And Tampa. And then we're going to end up losing that game. Because you know why? Because either either Mike McCartney's going to call the wrong play, Kellen Moore's going to call, which right away I'm going to I'm going to ask you about that, <laughs> and then that's going to throw an interception. <laughs> Those are the three things that's going to cost us. And all this yeah. crap, you're, y'all are continuing to talk and talk and talk every season. Look at Philly. Philly has won the NFC East. Yeah. They don't have to do crap. Like their coach is overhyped. He's been overhyped since the Cowboys game. Yeah. Like, like, dude, like, I, I don't understand this. But my question to you, on that third down, <laughs> that third and ten play, I'm blaming Kellen Moore for that one. Because you don't call a pass. Well, actually, you know what? I'll give half blame to Kellen and half blame to Dak. You know why? Because, because you don't throw a deep pass on third and ten when you have the team has one time out. You have what they have one timeout. You could have thrown a thrown a short pass. You could have ran the damn ball on third and ten. And you could have. had a great game. The only thing Charlie that we needed them, the only thing that we needed from them was to burn that last timeout, dude. That's it. We could have punted them the ball. You got them back. You got. They don't know their personnel. They don't know who they have on their team. Sometimes, Gabe. They don't. Mike McCartney does no, not they know. Don't. Have, dude, you have two solid running backs on that team. One of those running backs can get you ten yards. CD Lamb ball out this game. He could have ran. He could have sat down in that zone and, and caught the ball. And that's so it. listen. So listen. My perspective on play calling and just personnel in general okay. is very simple. Okay. Like you said, to your point, they have no idea who they have on that they team. They don't know. And the thing about it, I noticed that even when they call certain like goal line plays, uh-huh. and they hand the ball off to Tony Pollard, that's weird. They, I, I, I was like, "Dub, <laughs> y'all act like y'all don't have Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott for, for those situations." Like, 
Right. That's literally what he's there for. That's his job description. Right. To get those short yardage plays. Right. Because he's the bigger back. Right. And then every time, if you notice, they'll run that play, uh-huh. and then they'll either do one or two things. They'll try to hand it off again to Zeke, uh-huh. and he gets in, uh-huh. or they're going to do the little stupid play-action play that works sometimes. Like like they did with Noah Brown. It's the same thing. It's a pattern. They have the same pattern every we, week. We know that play call, though. Yes. Unfortunately, everybody that, that's realistic Cowboys fans out there know the play call. Know, yeah. know the play calling. And I don't like that play. And also, I don't like CeeDee Lamb running, running, um, doing the, uh, what's that called? The, uh, the, the little bit of wild cut crap. That, that, that I don't like that backwards. dumb stuff either. I, like, stop doing what the are, stupid what reverses. Who are you trying to fool? Oh, Who are you God. trying to fool? I hate that. And Zach Dak is man. no longer a running quarterback. We got to put that out there. Dak is not a running he quarterback. Zone read? I thought that was a good zone read. That they it was a good play, but he's slow as hell now. And I that think injury. that injury changed him. It's not the same. Even the way that, that like, injury. watching him run, yeah. it's not the same. It's not. It's not. And so he is no he's longer considered a, ru- a running quarterback to he's me. He's rushing himself back from injury. Like, whenever you have – like, Dak can say, I have a torn ACL and I can play next week. And But I do think the real issue, though, is his confidence level. After – Yeah, he, he, he's, he's not a confident runner anymore. No, he's not. He's like, not. he's not. If you look at his first three years, mm-hmm. it's a different quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different quarterback. I think that injury really played on his mental, that, and especially the timing of the injury played on his mental because he rushed he, it. He, he was, rushed it. I don't know if he necessarily rushed it, but it was a really about that contract. Right. All of this, that energy that he was exerting mentally was about that contract. Dude, so like, I, I do think now that he's gotten the contract, he's trying to find his way back, his mental, his headspace back because that injury really – he won't find it. Right? I don't think he will either. And that's our quarterback. We stuck with him. We stuck with him at least for another uh, what? Four years? Three years? Four years? I think it's four years that he's on that contract. Him and Michael Parsons' deals, I know, got to be well, done at the same time. Well, Michael Par- Well, yes. Well, Michael Parsons did not sign his deal yet because he's still not rookie. I deal. know. And so when his rookie deal is up, that's the same year Dak's oh, right. contract is up. Oh, that's right. So you got to pay both of them. Yeah. And um, and so and by that time, if we haven't had a Super Bowl, he that gonna be gone. <laughs> I'm letting you know that right right now. Dude, what other quarterback do we have? I don't know. We'll what be in a rebuild. Do we have that 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 can lead us. We're gonna be in a rebuild. I'm telling you what's gonna happen. You know, if we haven't won a Super Bowl in the next three to four years, I'm telling you right now, Dak will not be the quarterback of the Cowboys. You, you, you're just you're just you're just uh, dude. I hate that word. But you, you might, you're right. Because it's money. It's you're based right. upon you're money. Right. Why would I pay you another $50 million to not get us where we need but to dude, be? But, dude, but. It's not know. solely his fault. But it's that's not. the reality. It's that's the business. That's the business of the NFL. If you're not producing and you're not getting us to that next level, if you don't have the. Because Dak doesn't have, again, when we talk about intangibles with Kelvin Joseph, uh-huh. Dak is missing some of those, too. Yes. There's a lot of moments where you just don't make those throws. Like, there's a lot of throws that you just should not make. I'd rather him throw it away. I'd yeah. rather throw, throw it away or just, I never, or just take a sack. That's the thing. I've never seen him throw the ball away. In the last three years, I've never seen him throw the ball away. He's been in the league for seven of them. This is, this is, what, this is the results you'll get. Yeah, you this, get this is the type of sacks, you, you, fumbles, interceptions. 
you get numbers, but this is the type of results you get. Yeah. And I hate to agree with you, but I have to. Because cause it's like, it's like, dude, we don't have another thing in the next four or five years of this quarterback nonsense. No. We don't have, and, and I look at the draft this year, there's no other quarterback that can lead this franchise. No. There's none. And college is not producing quarterbacks. The they're way not. They once they're not anymore. They're not. It's not the same. It's not the same. Every, every quarterback is transferring, 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 transferring to another school, to another school, to find some consistency. And consistency is not there. Mm-hmm. Like I read, I read something the other day. I said, uh, there's a guy named JT Daniels. He started at USC, came out of school early to roll at USC. He went to, uh, he, he got injured there. He left. Because the other quarterback was doing well. Mm-hmm. He left for West Virginia. Mm-hmm. He Then he left for Georgia. He won a championship there. That's the backup. Now he's leaving again <laughs> from West Virginia. <laughs> so, I'm like, so I'm like, dude, there's no quarterback that can lead this football team. And in, in this game, and I hate, and I, and I say, you know, you know, I like Dak, and I, I don't understand. I, I don't know what, what else that can do. I don't know if this guy, like I said, this guy has to be invested. This guy talks like a salesman, mm-hmm. right? Like, like he's like he, he says all the right stuff and then right. plays totally opposite. That's my yeah. issue with that. To right. be totally honest, because when Cooper Rush was playing right. and he was on his way back, he was saying, "It's like, yeah, it just kind of taught me that right. I don't have to do too much." What does right. he do? Too much. <laughs> yeah. Too much. I think I think that's the reason why people want want uh, Cooper Rush as a quarterback because he's very conservative and also he's not, he's not black. He forces us to run the ball. He does. But he dude, forces us to run the ball. You can't, you can't. When you get when you have Dak, you feel com- you feel a sense of comfort because yeah, he is a top but you twelve but quarterback you in the league. But at the same time, you can't. We can't score twenty points. <laughs> that's the thing that the Cooper Rush. Yeah. Already yet less than that. Yeah. We can't score that. So I look at te- teams are scoring 30, 40 points at this time right now. Mm-hmm. Cooper Rush is not going to give us that. I agree. He's not. I agree. Like I 100% agree. Like, uh, I, I, I just I just don't understand. I just wish Dak would change his whole mentality. I, I just wish that. And it depends on the person. I understand <clears throat> people have to change. But it's up to that person to change themselves. For me, I think Dak just needs to calm down. <laughs> just calm Ow. down. Ow. It's okay Ow. because he's playing well. If you look at the statistics, like just statistically, he's playing well. Yes. The problem is is when he tries to overdo it and force balls where they don't need to be, and he's and not he's really using his. Yeah, he's forced a lot. All of the interceptions are forced throws. Even the ones that are miscommunication. Right. Where it's like, oh, he was supposed to be here, but right. those aren't good plays either. Those right. are those are not like right. just because they didn't run the right route doesn't right. make it right. Like that was a right. stupid throw. It was. <laughs> you threw it in between four people. Like you said, like he'll do something amazing and like right. make an, an incredible throw to mm-hmm. Peyton Hendershot on right. Sunday. Yeah, it was did. a great throw. Yeah, it was a great throw. Um, and then you'll do some dumb stuff. Right. And just throw it in the middle of the three people, exactly. like exactly. And and and, and the, the dumb stuff is overthrowing CD, and that, and, and I think and he really control. be panicking though. Like whenever he gets under pressure, he right. starts panicking. He doesn't trust his offensive line, but but yeah, the offensive line. You put you left Tyler Smith, 
at the um, at the left at tackle, left tackle house, which I love, which I love. Conor McGovern still is playing his left left guard. Tyler Bellard, honest, obviously. Zach Martin, obviously. Uh, what's his name? Tyron Smith. Smith at right tackle. And it's I think like, this will eventually too. work. I honestly it's think it'll, this was their first week back, mm-hmm. and so. Offensive line has a lot to do with continuity, so I think that'll get shored up as well. That'll be better over the next few weeks as well going into the playoffs. So it would, it would. Um, I do, I do want to, you know, you know, obviously give a shout out to Tyron Smith for taking that sacrifice to say, you know what, the kid's playing well. Let me go to right tackle now. And I heard on the podcast on the uh, Dallas Cowboys podcast the other day, I said. They were saying Jason Peters. Jason Peters might be past his prime. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I always want to give guys that have, have reached that age a chance. Yeah. I always give LeBron a chance. I always give Tom Brady a chance. I'm giving Jason Peters a chance. Well, I'm going to tell you, though. You just named two people who don't need a chance. <laughs> they got it. LeBron got it. is averaging 27 points. Right. And we can have an NBA conversation later. But yeah. he's averaging 27 points as a 37-year-old, 20-year dude, player. Dude, guy, guys, guys, guys That's are not, not normal. Guys, are, guys at his age are already sitting on the bench, or better yet, younger than that, are already focusing on their own thing. Kobe in 2016 was averaging 17 points. Dude, on the bum leg. On a on, on a bum leg, he was beat up. On a bum leg, Kobe was beat up at the end he of his was. career. He was. So he was. I like LeBron is a different case. Tom Brady is a different case. Yes. Like these are these are transcendent, right? Like longevity players. Like right. it's totally different. But does, does Jason but I get Peters, the point? Yeah. Does Jason Peters go back to the couch though? No. Does he go back to the couch? No, because at the end of the day, he can be like Udonis Haslam, right? He's a mentor on the field. Like, you know, he's a mentor but, but, on the field. But, but, but Same thing Vince Carter was before he retired. Yeah, but when they call him to play, like, for example, yeah. when they call Udonis Hazard to play, yeah. Udonis Hazard, I, I saw a play, he got cooked by Jason Tatum, and people were like, yeah, but <laughs> I saw all the memes for that. But anyways, but Jason, but when you're called to play, when you're called to sacrifice, you have to sacrifice. Well, I don't want to say you have to, mm-hmm. but it's got to be in your heart that says, you know what? Hey, they're putting me into position. I got to go out there and make an impact. This might yeah. be my only chance to win a championship. But I think I haven't seen anything from Jason Peters that tells me that he's past his prime. No. Like, he played I, 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 when I, he was on the field, he played well. Like, yeah. he did what he was supposed to do, mm-hmm. didn't give up any sacks. Right. It's very simple. Like, it's right, he's a veteran. He knows he, knows he can beat you with his technique alone because he he's a vet. Like, he's, he's a, a future yeah. Hall of Famer. Right. Like, that that's not that can't be understated. It can't be. So, um, it can't know. be. It can't be understated. And um, I just wish I, – I, I, I like the interchanging mm-hmm. of the of the guard. Mm-hmm. Um, if Are they going to do it every game? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I'm not yeah. I'm not ready to send him back to the couch. Uh. Because I feel like I feel like he he still has a lot to prove, and I feel like you know he he he, he can be that voice mm-hmm. in the locker room. Yeah, uh, because we don't have it. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing we're we're missing. Yeah, we don't have that voice in the locker room. Dak can say things to the media. Tank can say things to the media. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. They say things to the media, but yet they don't have a voice in the in, in the uh, in locker. Room. And when yeah. you talk about uh, Dak. It brought me. I was thinking about leadership. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about 
locker room leadership, right? Mm-hmm. When you play this badly, I have to look to a leader, right? It's like it's like in the NBA, right? When you lost, when a good team like the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. or the Boston Celtics, you look for leaders like Marcus Smart, right, on the Celtics. Yeah. You look for Jason Tatum. You look for Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys, the only leader that I look for in the locker room that is not saying anything, that is running his mouth to the media, is Tank. Yeah. Tank is running his mouth to the media, but he's not running his mouth in the locker room. I look at I, this is a player locker room. This is no coaches. Coaches coach. Coaches make adjustments during the week. And we have a coach in Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. who is not the leadership type. He's not. He's not the he's clock a, he's manager. More, he doesn't he's more do of a anything. follower than, than he, a leader. He goes with the flow. Right. He's a he's the perfect coach of the Dallas the Cowboys West because West. you have to have a coach right. underneath Jerry Jones <laughs> that is willing to go with the flow. Right. Right. That's what I mean. Right. And none of these situations have worked because Jerry, right. Jerry's not willing to acquiesce right. his quote unquote leadership ability mm-hmm. because he wants to have that connection to the players where the coach, where the players can just go run upstairs to Jerry and forget about coach. But they don't run to Mark McCartney. No. They don't run to Jerry. Who are they going to run to? Nobody. They don't run to anybody. We don't have. I look at leaders, I look at them, I, and I say, you know what? We need to turn this crap around. Yeah. We need to. I look at Dak and Dak and say, and, and Dak, Dak does not command a huddle. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I look at I look at the huddles that he's been in. He does not command anything. Yeah. He, he's just more of a. He's worse at leader le- leaders than than any than I ever seen. Hmm. Josh Allen commands. A, he commands everything, mm-hmm. and I hate to bring him up. Aaron Rodgers commands everything. Tom Brady does some commanding sometimes. And I'm going to be honest. I think it's more about the vocal leadership. Right. I think Dak is a leader in that locker room. But, but he's, it's the vocal leadership ability that's lacking. But because the thing about it, listen. Yes. I do think that there are other quarterbacks who are louder mm-hmm. and that scream a lot. Tom Brady is one of them. Right. Tom Brady is a but loud Tom, but- Vocal leader. He has a bunch of them, and I'm not taking that away from him. But in this current situation in Tampa Bay, uh-huh. that's not looking the greatest, to right. be, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. He's just screaming to the choir, especially because you got all of this drama outside of you. Outside. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, like, you can be vocal and right. not have the locker room still. Right. Like, that's the, th- that's the difference. Like, there are some quarterbacks who are very successful who weren't the greatest vocal leaders. There Why are man? some. Troy Aikman is a Michael perfect Vick. example. Michael Vick, eh, he kind of no, was. He kind of was. Later, he later, he I, lost I, that. The yeah, yeah, yeah. After the situation. Yeah. Um, there's a list of them, but uh-huh. Peyton Manning wasn't the most vocal he leader. He was not. He, was he not. wasn't. Jeff Saturday was truly the vocal leader of that offense, but Peyton Manning led by example. But, but That's kind of how – he, uh, we can talk about yeah, that. But go ahead. I'm sorry. One of the worst. Oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> he better not get that job. That's he won't. Not, he won't. He won't. He won't. All right. He won't. But but you know but, how this NFL is. Yeah. Is is, <laughs> is there is there issue? But I, but you know I always. I, but something needs to change, right? Mm-hmm. Something needs to change between now and the Philly game. 
the Tennessee game and the Washington game. Philly game because we have to get this momentum back. Mm-hmm. Like, if we win right, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say we're back. I would say it, it's a start. Mm-hmm. It's a start because you took it to heart. You took this loss to heart. The, the loss that you have no business losing. Mm-hmm. Like, Jacksonville can go to the playoffs winning this game. And, and this will be it. They're game out of the first place in their division. See, there you go. That division is horrible. There you go. But there they're you go. game out. But there you go. the truth of the matter is they were already close. They beat Tennessee just last week. They like, flew out Tennessee. The th- and that's the thing. Like, you can't. NFL is any given Sunday. At the end of the day, we took we can't take any team in this NFL for granted because this year is probably the most competitive NFL that I've seen in years. No matter across the board, no matter how, no matter how, no matter the record. Right. I've watched a lot of bad teams play really good games. Mm -hmm. So Detroit is back in the mix. Mm -hmm. Oh God, they're close to being a playoff team. Just imagine they might sneak in for real. Like all they need is the the Giants and the Redskins, the Commanders to lose. Just imagine. Just imagine sneaking into the postseason. Yeah. Knowing that Detroit is not a city for the NFL and sports in general. But just imagine going into the playoffs and with that momentum. And that's yeah. the momentum I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, like when their coach was saying all those things when he got hired, I thought he was fooling himself. And now they're buying in. Mm-hmm. So why is it that this team has not bought into Mike McCartney? Because he doesn't make you want to buy in because his style of coaching to me is very how can I say this? emotional yeah um, it, it, the, the, he plays basic game is not emotional though the, but the reason why I say it emotional is based upon his decision making skills when it comes to clock management when it comes mm-hmm. to when to go for it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. that's head coach's decisions yes. right yes a lot of those decisions are based upon how he's feeling. Yeah. And you can clearly see it. <laughs> you can clearly see it. Selfish. It's not based upon, there's no strategy involved. Selfish. It's all based upon, okay, yeah, I feel like we can do X, Y, Z. No. Like, it's fourth and three. They don't. Like, kick the field goal. Like, and I get said, up the field. Don't, like, they're, they're you know what I'm saying? Like, now. they don't know their personnel. They don't. They're not, they're not paying attention to what's working. Right. And that's one of the things that I said in the beginning of the game. I was like, why don't we just do what works? Like we and it it was working. Twenty seven to ten, we got to twenty seven to ten, not solely because of the passing game. We ran the ball a lot in the first half. We did. And, and we we got away from it in the second half. The second half we were just fooling around. Yeah. We were trying to half, just try we gave stuff. them the game. And we were trying and like you said, we were trying new stuff. <laughs> Then why? Like why? Because you thought you had the game won. That's really what it is. You thought you had the game won and not realizing that this team is talented. Overlooking the opponent. You're overlooking the opponent. It got to the point where it's like, all right, yeah, we got this. We we twenty seven to ten. There's no way they're coming back. And then Trevor Lawrence happened. Zach, Zay Jones happened. If we being Uh, real, Kevin Kelvin Joseph happened. That's really what. That's really what it was. That's true. They went at him multiple times on that drive before they even threw the ball deep Dude. and cooked us on that touchdown to yeah. bring him 27 to 17. Then we come back, he we get the ball back and have a quick three and out. Got to punt them the ball. And then now what? 
Now we got now we got a mess. Now we got to play ball now with no momentum, win. right? Because we've been we've been sitting back on our ass right. the entire second half. <laughs> You've been playing conservative football yeah. for an entire second half, and now you got to find some momentum somewhere. But now we can't out find of, it. You can't find yeah. it. It's lost. Can't find that crap. And then now you got twenty seven, twenty four. What happens? Dak throws a pick. 27-24, they go on another drive. Oh, Defense gets to stop. Then yeah. they kick a field goal. Now it's tied up. See, this, this then we get the ball back. We go score on a beautiful 70-something-yard 70, 70 drive. And then next thing no, you bro. know, we give up another touchdown. This is the fumble. The fumble. That, <laughs> the fumble, yep, the fumble that's right. That Trevor Lawrence right. got the first down. Mm-hmm. He fumbled. We got it up. And now you're throwing on third and ten. Yep. And now you go three and out, field goal. Yep. Now tied. So, so you're trying to play through all these conservative, conservative-ass play it's calling. It's not going like, to work, bro. You can't do that. It's not going to work. You can't do that. You got to keep your foot on the gas the same way you had it on the gas in the first half until they stop it. The, the, they refuse. That's to. a lack of discipline on the coaching staff. You got to keep it a buck. I can't put that all on the players because football is a game of momentum. And when you take, when you strip your team of that momentum and you start playing lackadaisical football, that's the result you get. But, that, but that's the thing. But who is going to take, amongst the coaches, who is going to take accountability? It's two coaches. That's my problem. It's two my coaches problem that are is the most accountability. My problem is, yeah, the player, I, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. My problem is accountability. Mm-hmm. Who is going to take it? Like if Mike McCartney came up to the um, to the microphone and said, "It's my bad." If Dan Quinn came up to the microphone and said, "My bad," Dan Quinn, was, when I heard his press conference, he was all casual for a Monday. But I'm gonna tell you, no. How many coaches do that? How many coaches really truly take accountability in the NFL? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, let me see. Uh, zero. Exactly. That's not an NFL coach trait. That's not a, any coach trait. Right. The truth of the matter is we didn't – it's going to be a lot of we statements. We didn't do oh, this. God, I hate that. We didn't do that. I hate that we statement. Yeah. Somebody's got, somebody somebody from that pre, somebody who runs the presses, right, somebody who runs the press conferences has to, stop, has to take the we out of that vocabulary, has to coach him and say, you know what, it's my fault. I take count of it. Why the me and you gave and other people in the world? Why is it that we get, why is it that we have to take count of it for our action, but these players don't? These players don't. These coaches don't take accountability. I mean, but being real, how many humans in general take accountability None. for their actions? None. It ain't so you gotta be held accountable right. for your actions. None. That you take accountability for it. None. You're not just gonna do that on your own. That's not a natural human trait. Right. So what's the difference? Why we expect NFL players and celebrities and people to all take accountability for the mistakes they made? Right. No, they're not doing that. The reality is this. These coaches, are they play the game to not lose instead of to win. That's how they play. But That's how they coach. That's how they operate. Right. Mike McCarthy 
uh, Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, when there's a lead, we don't know how to play with a lead at all for a reason. They play to not, they start playing not to lose instead of to win the game. If you keep your foot on the gas, you don't have to worry about these situations. Ask them, you, I'm, I'm surprised y'all didn't get that from the Minnesota game. Y'all had the foot on the gas the entire, the whole entire game. game. The whole entire game. Because you respected your opponent. Right. That's the difference. Whenever we play a team that we don't respect and we're up by 14, 17, whatever, mm-hmm. now we, oh, we good. We ain't got to worry about nothing. These are NFL players too, bro. Right, they are. They are. You got to you gotta get yourself out of that comfort zone out and of- keep your foot on the gas. I don't care who it is. This is the NFL. You're right. It's, it's that know, simple. It's, it's it's they don't see the game like that, and and I and I understand. And I'm not trying to take up for the coaches. I just wish that I just wish that they they. I just wish that there's a lot more anger, because we play sports, right? Mm-hmm. There there's not anger. In the, in the in those days, there was anger. That's when you know a coach is passionate. A coach is this coach is not this coach is not passionate. He's never. Mike McCartney is not not passionate. Mike McCartney is one of the worst at, at being a passionate guy. Kellen Moore is the worst. Dan Quinn, I can't say bad about Dan Quinn because I love I love the guy. I love Dan Quinn, but Dan Quinn, that press conference is the way I was watching it and cringed me. And cringe me because I want um, an upset coach. Like I, like granted, you want to be nice to the media. I get that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. However, I want the anger in that. I want the anger mm-hmm. in the press conferences. I want that, and I'm not getting it. Yeah, I get what you're saying from that perspective. I think it's really just it just brings the team together in my it, eyes. It does, but it also because I think I remember those moments where mm-hmm. you had coaches like Herm Edwards going off in the media. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, like it was different. Times. It was very, very different. It was different in those times, and now it's like yeah. now it's like everybody wants to make fun of you. The energy it, in those, ridiculous. the energy from those coaches was different because the thing about it, Mike McCarthy has never been a passionate coach. He's never been that. That's, why would be. we? Why would we expect him to do he that now? Be. Like again, one of my co- my favorite coaches in NFL, in NFL history. He used to coach for the Cardinals. His name is escaping me right now, but uh, I can see his face. He that? said, uh, "Dennis uh, Dennis Green, Dennis Green, one of my favorite coaches in NFL history." Mm-hmm. He says, mm-hmm. "They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook." Exactly. His famous statement is, "They are who we thought they were." The, Again, Houston and Jacksonville. Exactly, Houston and Jacksonville. You got lucky with Houston. You could have got luck. Well, well, I wouldn't be convinced with this win. I wouldn't be, because because that Jacksonville team that you can't name me one player mm-hmm. that can that can outshine you. You can't name me one player that you can play for. And the thing the about it, the quarterback, the quarterback can't play ten years in the NFL. That's mo- that's at minimum, I'm giving him. Hmm. He can't play past ten years. Why do you think that? That's because, interesting. Okay. Why I think that? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I feel like Trevor Lawrence is just taking a spot. I feel like well, this game it changed my mind. 
I feel like he can, he can play past those years. Because mm-hmm. I feel like he, he's just, he's just so like, he's just, he has room for, to grow. Mm-hmm. He hasn't grown yet. And I feel like he'll never grow. I think he'll grow by year five hmm. in the league. You know, I think. And then they're not, they don't have, they're not putting pieces. This year, they put pieces around him. And I feel like years, years down the road, they won't mm-hmm. put enough around him. I think if he's not successful, it's not, it's not on him. Yeah. He has the stuff. Mm-hmm. He has yeah. all of the stuff that you see from these great quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He has it. I see it personally. Right. Um, if he's not successful, it's an organizational issue. Yeah. It's a structural issue. And it's Jacksonville, and we know how Jacksonville has always operated since they've been in existence. Since yeah. 1996, right. they were part of the expansion. Right. Since they've been around, mm-hmm. they've been the same team. Yep. They've had some talent. They've had some one of the greatest running backs to ever play the game, and Fred yeah. Taylor. Fred Taylor, yep. Um, then you follow that up with Marie Jones Jimmy Drew, Smith, Jimmy Smith. Smith like, come on, uh, man. God damn, man. They had a squad. Jaylen, like, Jaylen, uh, what's the cornerback they had? Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey yeah. yeah. Like, they've done a lot of great drafting. They have. They've done a lot of. They have. But something there just wasn't working, and it hasn't been working. Has Tom been. Coughlin. He's a head coach uh, for a while. Tom Coughlin. Um, let me see if I can name one more head coach. Doug Marone. Doug Marone. Uh, um, missing somebody. Uh, it was a Bradley. Big yep. Uh, I think that's Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio. Yep. That was the Jack longest. Del Rio. And so that's the thing. Like, I y'all, they've had everything there. <laughs> yeah, they had everything <laughs> at points. They had. But, they're coming out of the AFC South that has been garbage for a long time. Outside of Peyton Manning. Shit. And being an Indianapolis coach, they've been trash for a long time. They have been. Tennessee was decent in moments with Eddie George back then Steve and McNair. Uh, Steve McNair uh, and that Kevin, crew. Kevin Dyson. Yeah, Frank, they went to a uh, Super Frank Bowl. Wycheck. They went to a Super Bowl. So, like, mm-hmm. at that time, the, the AFC South mm-hmm. was mediocre, sometimes great, with the occasional greatness that came out of there. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So you're not in the most difficult division in football. You're not. They've been the same mm-hmm. team the entire time. Mm-hmm. They've been mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. So and now, and now you gave them a reason to make the postseason because of this game. And But even beyond this game, like I said about Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence has the stuff. He has the gift. He does. If he's not successful, it's not on him. Right. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. And, and what they put around Blake, him. Blake Broll is retired. It's probably right he's retired. And that's why Maurice Jones Jr. retired, too. Yeah. Why? Because you know that you're not going anywhere. And, and, you know, since then, we haven't won anything. And I feel like, and you brought up a really good point about organizationals. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking about this when you were talking about that. I was thinking about Zach Martin, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Tyron Smith, I was, and I was on. I was also thinking about Jason Peters. They, yeah. I was hearing the broadcast. They were saying all first ballot Hall of Famers, which they will, yes. Mm-hmm. But they go into the Hall of Fame without a championship. So I feel like they're being screwed. Yeah, especially Zach Martin. Jason, Jason Peters got, just got there, mm-hmm. but Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. You talk about commitment. 
You're talking about investing in the culture? Like, dude, that no other player can do that, what yeah. they have done. Yeah. And for them to go into the Hall of Fame without a championship, it's going to be, it's going to, they're going to, that's going to break, that's going to break me and it's going to probably break Cowboys Nation. Yeah. Those guys sacrifice a lot to be on this football team to give you guys a chance every season to, to not only protect that, to give you checks to win games. And right? ever since they've been here, we've only had, like, what, one or two losing seasons? Yes. So yes. the thing about it, they've created the offensive line that, mm-hmm. would, resemb- that would resemble this offensive line right. we had in the 90s. I just don't want it just to doesn't... retirement without a ring. That's the thing. Yeah, That's we thing. haven't had the whole package. We've never had the whole entire package. We've had great offenses, horrible defenses. Yeah. We've had great defenses, horrible offenses. <laughs> We've had great offense, decent defense, but horrible special teams. It was like, it's always something right. that's missing. Even now, we have a decent defense who's inconsistent. We have a quarterback who's inconsistent. <laughs> we have receivers who are inconsistent. Inconsistency is the word for this team this year. That's the key. That's that's a big word. That's a big word. Because we got potential to do. We got potential to do. If we just look at potential and what's on paper, we got the potential to be a Super Bowl team. We do. On paper. On paper. paper. This is why you you attack the offseason early. Philly attacked it in March. Mm -hmm. March, April, all the way through training camp, they attacked it. Mm-hmm. We waited until J- July to attack the all season, and that mm-hmm. ain't gonna cut it, bro. You got Minicamp, you got OTAs, you gotta get familiar with the city and your teammates. Like, dude, that starts in March, whenever mm-hmm. that all season uh, signing starts. You gotta get familiar. These guys that you brought in, they're not, they're no, they're not familiar with the offense. This is why you sat out Ty Hilton, because mm-hmm. Ty said, you know what. I'm going to hang out with my family. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to get game ready. And I want to talk with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He's not, he wasn't ready game one. Jalen Torber is another re- rookie receiver, which I which is a disrespect on him for him not playing. But he's not NFL ready. Coming from a Sun Belt Conference, you're not. In, and I played in a Sun, in a Sun Belt Conference, mm-hmm. basketball wise. You're not ready for for the pro leagues. You're not ready. Jalen Torbert, it's not his fault for not being ready. The Cowboys drafted him. The Cowboys are going to put him in a position to succeed. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys have not. Yeah. You're going to be inactive for the first three, four games. That's it. You're going to come to practice and be active, mm-hmm. inactive. So it's a knock on him. I'm sorry. It's a knock on the organization to, to prepare him to, to not be ready. Mm-hmm. He's never going to be ready. Yeah. And that's why I feel like guys like that are going to waste his talent in this league. And yeah. so, for this team, right, I hate to move on, but we have to. <laughs> we have to. We got the game coming up on Christmas Eve. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Jalen Hurts is, is probably going to be the, one of those tough guys that says, I'm going to play on his brain's shoulder. Yeah, Gunnar Minshew's going to start. Uh, I don't know who's who is not going to play. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to sit their players. It'd be a wise idea to sit their players. But they got a bye week, so it may not be wise. Yeah, they got a bye week. So if you start uh, sitting yes. players now, then they may not. They'll be rusty by the time they get back. Probably so. 
So, um, I mean, well, yeah. It'll probably be the majority of their starters minus Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is the franchise. Mm-hmm. So, so they're, they're going to try to protect him. Backs yeah. play, and then uh, the receivers. Uh, they got Goddard back. Everybody. They oh, got oh, Goddard God. back. So oh, there you go. That's another. Um, that's another. Uh, that's another loss. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going there. That, that's another red flag you got to watch out for. Um, they got their defense. Um, they got one of the best secondaries in the league that I ever seen. Darius Slay is no joke. Um, and they else? built that through free agency. That's in not. March, that's the part that drives March, me. They nuts. traded. They traded to get CJ Garner. I don't know who he's going to play or not. They traded for him in, I think it's April or May, one of those months. They traded for him in uh, in those months. Yeah. That's why you start the offseason early. You don't wait until July to start that crap. And we always like to just pick up the scraps. Like, I don't I don't understand why. Dude, Jerry, lo- Jerry loves to spend money. Jerry loves to spend money, but he don't like to spend money. He wants to On the last- new stadium. On the new stadium. You're going to spend $300 on upgrades. Three hundred dollars. Oh, sorry, three hundred million. I'm sorry, my bad. Three hundred million. Yeah, that's a ticket upgrade. The ticket upgrade with three hundred dollars. Three hundred oh, million million dollars on, on a, a fucking stadium. <laughs> High schoolers, concerts, um, what you call it? Random shows, soccer, basketball are going to take advantage of those amenities. They are. They are. That's what they're gonna do, bro. <laughs> that stadium really got you hot, huh? They, like, like, dude, I, 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 but no, I get it. I get dude, it. I, get I, it. I, I understand the Cowboys' passion. I get it, and, and you know, eventually I will go to the Cowboys game. But money needs to be used where it needs to be used. It needs to be used in the off season. You need to go ahead and offer Pollard a contract. You need to go ahead and offer uh, Javon Curse a contract. You need to go ahead and offer Donovan Wilson a contract. Anybody that's a free agent on that football team, go ahead and do it. You know why? Because they're going to end up leaving, and and they're going to end up uh, expanding their potential. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to end up playing with the scraps. Again, you already know how the game goes. I don't want scraps. I want quality talent. I don't want scraps. I want quality talent. But Jerry loves the diamond in the rough. That's Dude. that's the that's the magic of Jerry Dude, Jones, and it hasn't worked in twenty years. But <laughs> that quality talent leads into the players retiring early. Yeah, it, 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 it leads into that player retiring early. Yeah, it does. I already know. Like like, I already know. We got to move on, bro. I, but but <laughs> thank you for your for your Absolutely. for your intake, bro. Absolutely. But coming up next, I am going to talk about North, this North Texas football. I am going to talk about this game in particular and the offseason and what happens next. It's Fishbowl Radio, man.
All right, welcome back to the Jerry Jeter Show right here on Fishwell Radio. Welcome back, everybody. So, now, uh, the, there was a bowl game that was played on Saturday. You know, I thought about going to the game, uh, and I said it was, it was too cold. Uh, I don't blame the cold as much. I blame the quality of play that the North Texas Mean Green football team has given me. Has given all the passionate Mean Green fans... And I'm not talking about the students that look over, that look over the team, right? They look over and they say, what's next? Oh, let's go to the, let's go to Fry Street. Oh, let's go to Bruce Hall. You know how I know that? Because I went to that school. So anyways, so anyways, so I'm a passionate Midgrain fan, guys. Don't let my yelling unattract you. Okay. It should attract you. You should be attractive to my yelling. You should be attracted to my passion. Because this team has done nothing this season. This team shouldn't be in the bowl game, for that matter. Look at this stat, Ani. He went 17 for 32 for 238 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Now, is that a great stat? It's a horrible stat. If you ask me. 15 incompletions, two interceptions. Dude, who the hell are you throwing the football to out there? We don't have receivers. You showed who you were. I said before the season, I said, you know, I I don't trust this guy. I don't trust him throwing the football. It came to fruition. You embarrassed yourself, Ani, in that ball game. Why are you embarrassing yourself, bro? You have millions of people watching you. And you lay your egg like that on Saturday night. Come on, bro. What is wrong with you? Thank God this is your last game. And I and I wish you the best. Okay? I wish you the best in the NFL or whatever you do. You are a good baseball player. Can can you get a contract in baseball, please? Please? But then again, I won't have to see you throw for North Texas, so I'm good with that. But that was his last game, guys. Now, on the other hand, Taylor Green, we don't know him till now. He played for Boise. He plays for Boise State. He's a freshman. He went to Louis, he went to some high school in Louisville, Texas. And now, my question for UNT is: How do you let this guy go? How did you see him attacking the, the zone leads? Like, dude, he's down the street. You can go pick him up, and he's your quarterback. He will lead you to victories. Dude, that's the quarterback you need on this football team. He'll make the right place at the right time. Look at the stat. 34 22 for 137 yards and a touchdown. He didn't have to do much. He has a decent running back in the backfield. He ran a bunch of zone raids. Look at this stat for running. 12 carries for 119 yards and two touchdowns. Like, dude. Like, what the hell? Like, how, how do you not How do you not get this guy? This guy goes to Boise, Idaho. What is in Idaho that, that attracts you to, to Taylor, Smith, Taylor Green? There's nothing there in Idaho. Right? Right. Okay. Now, I want to give a shout-out to Taylor Green. 
Shout out to him. Uh, he balled out. He embarrassed us, guys. Shout out to their running back, uh, Ashton Jenny. Jenny, whatever his name is. 28 carries, 178 yards, a touchdown. All those came in the second half. Uh, Coach Alex uh, Avelos, shout out to him. So I shouldn't be shouting out to the other team guys, but I am. Because they whooped us on every stat. Now, the defense. Okay, this the, 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 the defense needs to change. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be transfers. There's going to be, um, um, there's going to be, uh, what you call it? Uh, there's, there's going to be, uh, players not on this team anymore. Um, there's going to be a lot of that. And by the way, we're, we're one day away from national signing day. So I hope that, you know, some of these quarterbacks that are in high school right now sign with us, please. Can you sign with us, please? And I'm going to tell you the positions that we, 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 we need. But the defense gives up 30 points a game. When you give up 30 points a game in college, it's embarrassing. That it, it, Here comes, there's numerous things that contributes to that. Number one, poor tackling. We were tackling poor this game. We need to go back to the basics of, uh, of, uh, of tackling. How, how about you invest in a tackling dummy? Tackling, <laughs> tackling dummies. You can tackle a dummy all day long. Two hands, two hands on on the person. Wrap them up. That's what they're teaching you. You sports. That you can go all the way back to when you were a child. They teach you that when a tackling dummies on on the field, you tackle that dummy. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. So. Please, none of this one-hand stuff. You're not an all-star. You can't bring anybody with one arm, period. You can't do that. None of these poor leadership. We just wanted to fight. I'm sorry. Where was that fight in the, in the regular season? Where was that fight against UTSA? Where was that fight? I'm sorry. When we, when we lost them twice. Where was that fight in the, in the, in the regular season? And now I want to fight them. For what? Dude, I, I was expecting, I was expecting the, the um, discipline UNT, but now you want to fight them for what? You didn't have it in the regular season, or else you would have been undefeated. You want to fight for your coach? You got fired. You didn't fight for him. He lost his job. You didn't fight for the AD. The AD went to West Virginia. Now you want to fi- fight for this coach coming up. Not one announce his name coming up. Now you want to fight because he's not there anymore. Now you want to fight for a coach that's going into retirement. Why are you fighting? You don't. You definitely don't fight on the field. And I'm talking about fight. I'm, I'm fighting like punches. You don't punch your opponent. I'm sorry. You fight to win. Like the quarterback got hit out of bounds twice. Now you want to fight their players. Boys, you say he's doing the right thing by getting their quarterback out of there. You hit my quarterback twice, that's going to be a problem. I'm sorry, out of bounds. That's going to be a problem. Wish they acted appropriately. Unfortunately, there was no uh, injections out of that game, which there should have been injections on the UNT side because we were undisciplined. 
We are the worst. I'm sorry. We are the worst fakers ever in college football. Y'all want to fight, but yet you didn't show it in the regular season. You didn't show it in the conference championship game. Everybody was happy that you got there. But the end result is that the end result. We will never win like like this. When you played on this, we will never win like this. There's no accountability, guys. That when I watched the press conference all season long, nobody took accountability. We just talked about it. Why won't y'all take accountability, man? You play so poorly, and I'm not asking that. I'm not asking for an apology. I don't. I can care less about apology. I say, you know what? It's my fault. Quarterback could have said, it's my fault for doing this two interceptions. I'm sorry. Or that running back. Running back fumbled. He didn't fumble this game. I'm just making an analogy. It's my fault. I'm sorry. Okay? There's no there's no accountability. And there, there will never ever be. You should be playing on UNT. We're going to be the highest. Uh, we're going to be in the highest enrollment in, 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 in college in America. But we're going to be lowest in football. Period. We haven't. Now we're moving on to the AAC. We haven't won a championship in the conference of USA. What makes you think we're going to succeed in the AAC? What makes you think that? We've been in this conference for seven or eight years, and we have not won a championship. We've been to the conference championship twice. We lost them both. How many bowl games have we won during that time? Zero. The last bowl game we won was with the last head coach back in 2014. I was there. I remembered. We played well that game. We played UNLV. It was a beautiful January 1st game. New Year's Day. I went to the heart of Dallas at the old Coffee Bowl. I remember sitting there. I said, you know what? This is the best. You know what? At the time, I said, the future's bright. I can be excited for this team. Eight years down the road, my anger turned into disappointment. My, I'm sorry, my, <laughs> my, my excitement turned into disappointment. I'm disappointed because every year, every year, everyone says the future's bright. Dude, people transfer. What future do you have? You have no future if you're transferring. Are you going to bring God in? Is God going to play quarterback? He should. He should. <laughs> so, was that being said? Was <laughs> that being said? That's the last time we won the ball game, guys. The very last time. There won't be any other times. There won't be. There won't be that for this team. We're going to be over for years. We'll go to the, we'll go to the ball game and we'll lay an egg. That's what we we'll always do. Every team that goes to the ball game, they're excited. Their fans are excited. Their students are excited. We're going to win that ball game. Not UNT fans. Not the players. The players are done. We're in the off season, guys. You know, Coach Ben is going to. Retirement. He's going into retirement, right? I hope he is. His wife's calling him. I hope he is. 
because because I mean it's not his fault for not for not coaching well this game. I, I, he's passionate, but the players don't see his passion. So um, the players got to match the coach's energy. I I, I and we're we're going to talk about basketball uh, soon enough because Grant McCaslam is the head coach of UNT, and he he the players feed off his passion. They do all the time. And so, with that being said, guys, let me tell you a story here. I went to the UNT campus last week. I And I was there to interview a coach or a player. Not only to interview a coach or a player, I was trying to garner their interest for an interview. I was there physically, right? I went to the football office. There was nobody there. I left a bunch of business cards. Nobody has to answer. So the only resource I went to, I went to um, the radio announcer Zach Babb on Facebook. He he does the women's games, and I said, Zach, you do football, you do basketball, you do women's basketball. Can you help me out here? And he said he'll get back to me. That's the only thing I had. Is that like okay? I did all that effort to get someone on this show. Can you show me that some same effort on the field? There was literally nobody there in the office. I just walked in and just put in my business cards there, and I walked out. That's the type of effort you're going to show me on the field? Nobody? Versus me, I showed it some effort. I sacrificed. I worked out. But I went over there. I drove all the way there. As a type of effort, you're going to show uh, uh, um, fans out there that care about you? Ridiculous. But anyways, <laughs> but they were overcome with distractions, guys. They had a lot of distractions this game. Uh, no excuse, right? No excuse for their distractions. Uh, Co- Coach Morris, Eric Morris, he's uh, the Washington State offensive coordinator. I don't know why we went with that hire, though. Why? But... Congratulations to him. You know, I hope he does well. I hope that he sees a championship vision in our future. I'm not talking about the national championship. I'm talking about conference championship. I talk, I want ball wins, Eric. I don't want this nonchalant. I want wins. I want to invest in this football program. Can you bring me back? To the 2004, which I wasn't in college at that time. I was in high school. I want those glory days, Eric. These these guys will not give me any. It goes from Todd Dodge. It goes from Riley Dodge. It goes uh, Riley Dodge is his son that was the quarterback. Uh, it goes from Dan McCartney. Dan McCartney gave me one bowl win. He gave me one. Seth Luttrell gave me zero. Good regular season, coach. He gave me zero wins in the postseason. Eric, can you give me something? Don't come in here and just fill a spot. Because we can hire anybody else to fill a spot. We can hire Gabe to fill that spot. We can hire myself to fill that spot. And I will tell you, I will tell you, I know what's, what, what needs to be fixed in that football program. Not that it is. We can cut that out. We need to 
go on the field so that work on the field. We need to go on the film and watch the film so that we put these players to succeed, to win. I want we're winning off the field. I want to win on the field. I want wins. Period. Thank you, Eric. Now you have a press conference tomorrow. Okay, I plan on watching it, and I will dive in next week on what he has said. Now, I want my interest, Eric. I want you to. If, if, I want you to say. I want myself to be satisfied with you. I want to say, you know what? We got a good coach. We got to give him a chance. How much chance do we have? I don't know. I don't know. But Eric, your press conference is tomorrow. I look forward to listening from it. And I look forward at some point to come on the show, man. We need you, Eric Morris. I need you, not we. I need you to come on this show. I want. I got questions to ask you. I want Graham McCasm on the show. I want Jaylen Mitchell on the show. I want players on the show. Heck, I'll take UTA. I'll take TCU. I want the quarterback who who uh, who uh, who declared for the draft. I want him on the show. So I want in twenty twenty three. I want that. Now. We need to take advantage of the transfer porter. We need quarterbacks, receivers, linebacker, uh, kicker, cornerback. We need those things to happen. Don't let another quarterback that lives here locally go to another school further away. We don't need that. We need homegrown people to stay in the Metroplex. We need to compete with the likes of TCU. We need that. We need to compete with Texas as far as recruiting goes. And then, well, on the field, we need to compete with CCU. We are, we can compete with Texas all day. But I want to compete with TCU on the field, both in recruiting and play. Period. I want that. I will not take, I will not take no for an answer. I'm sorry. I want that. Now. They lost this game 35-32, which they always say, Jamie, why are you so passionate? Because, man, I'm tired of this crap. I'm tired of it. Yeah, granted, they played well. We played well enough to win. We had two drives. But it's like, it's like, dude, I don't understand this. My question would be, who will be the quarterback next year? Another question will be, what defense scheme when the players are going to invest in this program? Shout out to Coach Bennett. He's going into retirement. I don't know how retirement will be. Sitting on his couch. His wife needs him. Go to it, Coach Bennett. You don't need to coach this team anymore. Because players, players are always going to ignore you. And I will put a bow on this football football stuff not the cowboy stuff the cow, cowboys are, cowboy stuff is important but the North Texas stuff the aggravation that they have shown me throughout the whole entire season do you know every game every game every game is like every game is, just, is to me it's like it's just piss poor and that's the wins 
I wasn't invested in this in this, in this team till I said, you know what? Till I started this podcast, I said, you know what? Maybe I should maybe I should look at this team and say, you know what? Maybe I should pinpoint of why this team is unsuccessful. I don't know. It's going to be a long. How many months do we have? Seven months. Seven months till the regular season starts. Is it seven months or eight? I think it's eight or nine. I think it's nine. Nine months. God damn. Nine months to football program until we get excited at UNT. And that and then will be the ASC. So what would happen? Are we going to win or are we going not? I want to win now, coach. We won't get that from the Cowboys, but can we get that UNT place? TCU did it. Look at them now. They're in the college football playoff. They're, they got to win now, coach. Do we have that Eric Morris? I hope so. Now, throughout the whole season, we're still going to talk about UNT sports. We're definitely going to talk about basketball. Whew. My sport, basketball. We'll talk about basketball. I want to dive into every single game that UNT has played from men's, women's, all the above. Then we got to talk about baseball. A little bit of baseball, softball. I might, you know, baseball, softball players in the Metroplex, I want you on this show. Whether it's high school, college, or professional, you guys can be on as well. I do talk about softball and baseball as well. So can you please come on? Thank you. I'm, I'm, don't worry, I'm harmless. I don't bite. But, <laughs> but guys, we're 0 and 8 in the postseason. Can't you believe that? 0 and 8. That's with the bowl games and the two uh, championship games. <sighs> I can't deal with this team. But, anyways, but the season, football season is over. And I hope to have Katie Davis on the show. He got hurt. Um, this game was not his fault. Um, shout out to him. I hope he, um, I hope it's nothing serious. I hope that he's able to get on the field and, and, and perform for scouts, for NFL scouts out there because he's going to be a solid player in the NFL. And that's the type of linebacker that the Cowboys need. If Leighton Vanderbilt says, you know what, guys, I'm going to call it a career, I, I go after Katie Davis. He's small, but I go after him. Makes a lot of tackles. We need that leadership. Katie has that. But, guys, that's it. But next week, we'll be here next week. We're going to talk about basketball, and we're going to dive into this Eagles game. Uh, I hope we win. If we win, that's decent. I'm not saying gonna, I'm not going to say good. I'm not going to say great. I, I'm not even going to say we're going to be back on track. I'm going to say that's decent. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it's a start. It's a start. Okay. We're gonna talk about coming. We're gonna talk about that next, plus basketball. Now, I want you all to take care of yourselves. Have a good Christmas, and enjoy yourself. Enjoy the rest of your day. From Jamie and Genty Show, is on Fishbowl Radio. See you guys next week.